Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. I mean, I think you discuss uh, the state of where you are um, based on, you know, where where your team is mentally. And, um, you know, at some points we have discussed it and other points, you know, there's been no reason because, um, you know, we have we have three games left. And and the biggest theme is uh, how do you compete, give yourself a chance to win, um, you know, the next game on your schedule. And then if you do that, you know, good things kind of kind of happened, Jackson. So, you know, in, in our mind, it's how do we get ready for Kentucky? Uh, um, you know, we can't control what other teams do in the league. Obviously, we have a very difficult schedule the last three games. I mean, playing at, you know, playing at Kentucky, playing at Alabama, and, uh, you know, LSU at home, a team that, um, you know, had they, they, they did what they wanted last time uh, in Baton Rouge against us. So, um, you know, we have difficult three games. You've got to get ready for each game. Each game's, you know, going to take shape based on how the, you know, the players on the two different rosters compete against each other. Three games to go. Starts with Kentucky tomorrow at Rupp Arena, twelve thirty, nationally televised on CBS. And Arkansas is a fourteen and a half point underdog. Westmore, Joe Franklin with you for Out of Bounds. Got to admit, Joe, I was surprised when I saw that number on Bet Saracen this morning. We discussed it a little bit. I thought it was going to be double digits, but, you know, 10, 10 and a half, something like that. Kind of, You know, Vanderbilt was a 10 and a half point underdog to Arkansas, so I was kind of thinking the same, around that same line. 14 and a half. That was a surprise. What do you think about that line? Yeah, that's a huge line. That is really unexpected, especially with, uh, with the way things have been going recently, so... Yeah, a um, little higher than we thought. Uh, do you have the uh, um, confidence to uh, tell me that I need to take Arkansas on the points? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Joe, Joe, it's not 14 and a half anymore. It went down a point? It went up a point. It's 15 and a half. Whoa. Okay. So people are showing some confidence then. Uh, or confidence in Kentucky. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I thought, well, why don't you better j- just double-check that because uh, that was about an hour ago, maybe two hours ago, hour and a half that I saw. I just happened to be on BetSaris. You know, as much as I talk about BetSaris, I am not on that app all the time. I don't want people thinking I'm a degenerate and I spend all my time on Bet Saracen. No, I just pulled it up, happened to look, and bam, there it was. And I mean, I think I caught it right when it was coming out, and so I tweeted it out. And now already at 105, 109, it is up to 15 and a half. Kentucky can score though with the best of them, and they score in bunches. They can score in the hundreds, the high 90s. No, you look at Kentucky and their style of play. They get up and down the court. They 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 have the athletes. They score a lot of points. Arkansas has trouble at times scoring points. Arkansas's defense was atrocious against Vanderbilt. Now, here's the one thing I would say. A lot of times, human nature, competitors, when something like that happens, you get embarrassed. You come back the next time and play better. And you know the focus has been all about their defense since Tuesday night. It's been pointed out when they watched the film how bad it was, how Vanderbilt was just freely driving to the lane. There was no help defense. That was the crazy thing to me because Vanderbilt doesn't shoot the three well. So you can get off your guy you're defending and help get out there in the driving lane, the passing lane. When somebody gets by one of your teammates, make a move and help and cut him off. And if he throws it to the guy that's on the three-point line, fine, shoot it. Y'all aren't a good three-point shooting team. So that was what the kind of the odd thing to me. You know that even I know they spread Arkansas out, and that was their game plan. But you can still help out 
Uh, that's help defense. That's a, that's a that's a basic in basketball, and Arkansas didn't do it. I mean, they couldn't keep the guy in front of them, and then they didn't help out any. And just all of a sudden, you look up and they've scored eighty five points. So I feel like the defense will be better against Kentucky. I'm tempted to take that fifteen and a half. They've gotten a look at Kentucky already. Now Kentucky did play one of their worst, worst. games of the season, and um, so but Arkansas does know. Their tendencies, they know how to defend them. Kentucky was missing some players. Arkansas was missing some players. Mm-hmm. So both teams are going to have to adjust to that. There you go. That's lines going up. What do you think about that line? Six six one one zero three seven. Six six one one zero three seven. We got another question of the day. We started to go with that because we were both kind of taken off guard by the fourteen and a half, and so we started to throw that out there. And then today. The uh, NCAA, they're coming back, coming out with some uh, changes for college football. Uh, three notable changes. Well, really one. Uh, the other two, I think, are great for the game. They're going to allow iPads on the sideline for, you know, to, you come over as an offense or a defense, you, you pull out the iPad and you look at the plays that were just happening and you can start, you know, trying to fix things. Uh, they're going to allow communications inside the helmets for the quarterback, and I'm guessing the linebacker or whoever's the designated guy on defense. I, I love that. I think that is a simple thing to do now. The NFL has shown that it works, and the college can take that you know program and put it into good use. Time to put those signs to rest. No more signs on the sideline. Yeah, no more, no more of those big old billboards over there with with all different kinds of pictures and hand signals and. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a great move. And then the uh, the third thing, uh, maybe the biggest thing that fans will notice is there will be a two minute warning in college football. And honestly, I, I had to think about it, and I was like, oh, there's there's not a two minute warning in college football. No need because the clock stops after a first down. But now they're stop. They changed that last year. Yeah. Um, well, did they? They changed it all together. I thought that was still in place. No, the clock continues to run after a uh, f- first down. No, I'm saying in the last few minutes. No, in the, the last two minutes. Yeah. No, or the last clock five. Will, Isn't it the last five? You have to look that up. I thought it was the last two. It may be. It could be. It may right. be last two. Okay. In NFL, it is the last five. So there's a difference in, in those two. Now, for the question of the day, there's an interesting breakdown on it. Twelve votes so far. And the question is, which college football rule would you like to see change along with some of these other changes? Mm-hmm. The catch rule, two feet in bounds, pass interference, spot foul, tackle, touchdown, where if you go down on contact or non-contact, mm-hmm. then you have to be touched down for it to be an official tackle. Twelve votes. Each one has four. four. So it, it's 33.3% for each of the three. Uh, the one foot down in college, I kind of like. Um, it adds to the game. It adds to the excitement of the game. Um, and so many times you see a receiver now in college, they're trying to get two feet down, almost like they're practicing for, you know, for the NFL. If and they think it, they're on that level, that's, yeah. that's the way they're going to play it. So I'm good with one foot down in college football. That doesn't bother me at all. The pass interference... You know, in the NFL, it drives me up the wall when there's like a third and 20 and a team just throws it deep and then there's a flag for a person, you know, a, a pass interference and they move the ball 40 yards down or, or or even worse, the receiver's covered and the quarterback underthrows it. It's like he's under pressure and it's a bad throw and the receiver stops, cornerback runs into him, pass interference. You're like, you know what? The defense did everything right on that play. They put pressure on the quarterback. Quarterback made a lousy throw and they're getting rewarded 40-something yards for it because the cornerback wasn't able to turn around quick enough to find the ball in the air and stop. And he, Maybe he was in the process of trying to turn around, look for the ball in the air, and then the receiver stops on him, and he runs into him and collides. You're a professional, though, so you should be able to what, what do you be do aware about that? And, and make that play or, no. or not run into the receiver because you know. I, well, how do you know? You know that that's a rule, so you should be able to adjust the So you got to stay rule. away from him when you turn around to look for the not, ball in the air, and then you find the ball in the air, and then, oh, the receiver stopped anyway and he's gone if you see the receiver stop it's hard to stop your momentum but that's part of the game he didn't seem stop that's part of he's turning around to look for the ball that no a lot of times they're running straight not in the time i'm talking about 
the time I'm talking about, if they the turn, to look, if they turn to look for the ball, they're they're going to reward the DB because he got his head turned they around. They should. They, but do. they don't. They do. Oh, no, Joe. I've they seen do. it plenty of times. It, I'm just it's, like, when, it's when the DB runs the receiver over and he's not looking back for the ball. Yeah, then that's a bad play. But still, I don't like the I don't like the rule where you throw it forty yards down the field and pass interference and so forth. So I, honestly, I like the college rule it, better. Most people do like the college rule, so it is surprising almost that it's leading the way now hmm. with the pass interference spot foul for college football. But when it happens to your team and you throw that deep pass, and we've seen this too, you throw it deep and that cornerback's beat, he just tackles the guy, and it's a smart play. Instead of giving up a touchdown or a 40-yard play, if the guy catches it, just commit pass interference, don't let him catch it, and it's a 15-yard penalty, you move it all the way back. That's why you don't change it for NFL. Most people want it mm-hmm. changed to the college rule with 15 yards. That's why you don't change it for NFL because they'll do that all the time instead of giving up a touchdown. Yeah. You get beat, just commit the 15-yard penalty because 40 or 50 or however far down the field is a lot harsher. Uh, the rule I want to see changed, without a doubt, easy call for me, is the runner down without contact. It happens too many times in college football. A guy just slips and falls, trying to make a cut, falls to the ground. He's down. No, he's not down. He's not down. You're not down until you're touched or you're tackled. Falling down is not a reason to be down in, in the game of football, period. I don't think it should be that way in high school. It certainly shouldn't be that way in college. I think the NFL's got it right. You have to be touched to be down on the ground. You slip and fall, wet conditions, dewy grass, or you just lose your footing. You slip, you should be able to get up without being touched. That's the one that probably like most between these three, but I've always been in, in a sense where it's like on the pro level, you're at the highest level, you're the most skilled in whatever sport there is, there needs to be differences. So I personally would be fine with none of these changes for college just because in the NFL you're on a different level and these are rules that you should be able to adjust to, like the pass interference, like uh, the tackle tackle rule, where you're, you're rewarded because you're a professional at that point. All levels of football leading up to it, if you go down, then the play's over. When you get to the professional level, level it's different. You get rewarded for being a pro. You're not rewarding the defense. If you want to reward the defense, a guy slips and falls, he's down. Who's trying to reward defense in these days, yeah, though? I, nobody. I like defense, but, uh, and you know, there are too many times that it, there'll be a game that's a 15-13 game and everybody's complaining about it. Ah, that was a horrible game. The, the offenses couldn't do anything. How about giving the defense some credit? Mm-hmm. All right, there's your question of the day. Get in here. Six six one one zero three seven, or you can uh, go to Twitter. Vote. Buzz has it tweeted out. I retweeted it, so we're ready to roll. Toby is in Little Rock. Toby, welcome into Out of Bounds. What's up? Hey, thanks, guys, and Jordan. You sure as always. Thank you. Appreciate it. A couple it. things. Yeah, on the uh, changes in the college rules on the pass interference. You know, I'm going to tell you. I agree. Um, Tom Brady and the uh, New England Patriots lived on that play for years. <laughs> third and long, fourth and long, just have your wide receiver run down the field and he throws it and all of a sudden you stop and you get the pass interference. And uh first down, new set of downs and bam, touchdown. You know, I, I, I've never liked that, um, seriously. But um, you know, hey, it is what it is. And uh but back on the Razorback and the uh, fifteen and a half point, honestly yeah. I think that's I think that's probably being a bit conservative. I mean, I, I, I love the Razorbacks, and I support them. I really do. But this year, we just don't have it, as we saw the other night against Vanderbilt. And honestly, I think this team, even though they should be playing now, with reckless abandon because they know that they've got absolutely nothing to play for unless they can win the tournament. And so I don't even think they've got an NIT chance now. And so, but I think the line probably ought to be more like 20 or 25. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I really do. I mean, we may play, we may come out and play inside ball for the first two minutes or even the first half. Yeah. But watch what I tell you. The second half, Kentucky's going to bear down and they're going to show everybody why they need to be a number one, a number two, 
uh, team in the NCAA tournament. And um, Arkansas, as much as I love them, and I'm praying for them, and I hope they do well, but I just think it's going to be more in the 20 to 25-point range. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Toby. Keep praying for them. They need it. Well, the thing about the uh, wagers and the lines, that's to get money equally on both sides. You know, that That's how they set the lines. That doesn't say this is how how much that a team is going to win by. You're trying to get money, equal money on both sides. Yeah, I was looking at some of the uh, results against good teams. We all remember the Auburn beatdown, 32 points. Florida's got a good team. I like Florida. I think they're they're uh, potentially a Sweet 16 team. Maybe maybe win the next game. Elite eight. They have size. They have guards. Florida's really got it all. Florida beat them by 22 down there in in the swamp, 90 to 68. Uh, South Carolina beat Arkansas by 13 in uh, Bud Walton Arena. Of course, the first Kentucky game at Bud Walton Arena was six, 63-57. I think we all agree that's an aberration. That's you're not going to hold Kentucky to 63 again. I mean, I'll sign up for 73 right now. Heck, maybe I'll sign up for 83. <laughs> you hold them to 83 and give me 15 and a half points. I think Arkansas can score 68 on Kentucky. Kentucky's not a, here's the problem with giving Kentucky all those points. They're not a good defensive team. That, that's the issue with ten, uh, Kentucky. They can score, but they don't focus in on defense. They're trying to outscore the other team anyway. They're they're not really concerned about the defense because they know that they can ex- they can score in waves. And then they uh, lost Alabama by 29. Of course, you know, I remember early in the season when they beat a Duke and uh, Oklahoma beat them by 9, although Oklahoma's kind of struggling now. North Carolina beat them by 15. Um, so that's some of the better games that they've played, and it is. You've got a little bit of everything. You've got some close games, and then you got some blowouts where they lost by 29 and 32 to the cream of the crop. Uh, I think Auburn and Tennessee – to me, they're the two best teams in the SEC, and you lost by 29 and 32, and Kentucky's not too far behind. I don't think Kentucky's – they're not going to get a number one seed, number two seed. I think maybe a three if they finish well. Uh, Kentucky's still got some tough games left on their schedule, so they got an opportunity uh, to move up with their net ranking. And also in the SEC tournament, they go and win – Kentucky hasn't won the SEC tournament in a while. I was looking at the past champions, and it's been a while since Kentucky's won the SEC tournament. You know, they're for, they, they, they were it. Every year they were winning it. The, the days that they're not playing, if they get bounced from the tournament, the stands are a little bit empty because <laughs> their fans go to the SEC tournament every year with the thought in mind that they're going to get to that championship game at least and uh, come away with a win. And so when they don't get as far in that SEC tournament – their their fans sell their tickets and you or or they don't show up and then you see that there are a lot of empty seats. Yeah, Kentucky finishes uh, with Arkansas and Vanderbilt. Then they have Tennessee the last game of the year. I knew they had one more really good game at Tennessee, um, so that gives them a chance to to pick up some net ranking points. They're not going to get any by beating Arkansas or Vandy. It, it'll hurt their net ranking if anything. So, um, but no, uh, Kentucky. Yeah, they're a. Legit Sweet 16 team. They should be a top four seed and should advance to the second second weekend of the NCAA tournament. All right, coming up next, Brian Edwards will join us with Vegas Insider. He is a handicapper, and uh, I've already passed along the Kentucky-Arkansas line to him, and he's already given me a line that he likes in the early line. Um, and we'll uh, just kind of get his thoughts on the SEC this weekend. There are some really good SEC games and some national games. So uh, we'll get Brian's take on some of the big things coming up in uh, college basketball. Sounds good. You Can't had, wait to talk to you him. You had that look like you wanted to tell me something. No, no, not I at all. I saw a twinkle in your eye. <laughs> You're excited about Brian. Stick around. Brian Edwards coming up next. It's Out of Bounds.
coach Matt Zimmerman joins Randy and Rick on Drive Time Sports each week to talk all things college hoops, courtesy of the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Sports Center. Last night in college basketball, Woodrock took care of business at home, beating Tennessee State 85 to 60. Junior guard Jordan Jefferson led the way, scoring 22 points. With that win, Woodrock is now in first in the OVC. They'll play their final regular season game on Saturday at home against Tennessee Tech at 3 p.m. Radio coverage for that game will be on the point 94.1. In college basketball tonight, Central Arkansas is hosting North Alabama and Conway at 6:30. That game can be seen on ESPN Plus. Tomorrow, Arkansas State is taking on Appalachian State, who is first in the Sunbelt Conference for their final regular season game. Tip for that game is set for 5.30. Coverage can be seen on ESPN+. And Pine Bluff will host Mississippi Valley State tomorrow at 5.30. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Ride free. Ride bold. Richard's Honda wants you to immerse yourself in the Honda Rebel 500's untamed spirit of rebellion, reigniting your passion for the open road. With the ageless allure of cruiser styling and the versatile power of a twin-cylinder engine, this exceptional machine seamlessly blends form and function. Equipped with state-of-the-art enhancements, including full LED lighting, a slipper assist clutch, and optional anti-lock braking, Richard's Honda at 6600 South University is your place to to find unrestricted bliss on highways and twisties alike as you transform ordinary journeys into unforgettable adventures. Always wear a helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Never ride after consuming drugs or alcohol and never use the street as a racetrack. Obey the law and read the owner's manual thoroughly. Stop by Richard's Honda at 6600 South University and let Rich and his team take care of all your needs. From repairs to accessories to new and used motorcycles and side-by-sides, Richard's Honda has you covered. Edwards Food Giant presents Razorback Baseball color analyst and Drop Time Sports co-host Rick Schaefer every Tuesday morning on Morning Mayhem. Rick will share his special take on Razorback sports with the guys each week. Edwards Food Giant, the meat people, the only stop you'll ever have to make for your family's groceries. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Calling all basketball fans. Our season is here. We know that this time of year, traveling fouls can happen anywhere and anytime. That's why All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros is the MVP of tire service and savings. Our expert, certified technicians are the community's number one trusted choice for any tire or service need with the goal of making sure you're not stuck on the bench. Visit in stores in Mapleville or Little Rock online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Tire pros love the drive. Do you feel that, Arkansas? The lotto jackpot is now more than a million bucks. Why should you care? Because this million-plus prize can only be won in Arkansas. There are two lotto drawings every week, and the jackpot keeps growing until there's a winner. Join the fun and play lotto today. A $2 ticket could change your life. Get yours in stores or on the Jackpot app. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Political strategist and host of the Sunday Buzz, Bill Vickery, gets in the mix with the guys on Morning Mayhem, brought to you by Sauce Bar and Oven. Online at SauceLR.com and by the Butcher Shop Steakhouse, home of the best steak and prime rib in all of Little Rock. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home... Your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See shelter agents Steve Ferguson in Little Rock, Todd Session in Morlton, or Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. If I don't do anything else today, it has been a very productive day. Take you behind the curtain. 
here at the Buzz. Here in the uh, the chair behind the board, we we got this chair with these arm rest on it. I know Acre likes it. The guys like it. It's a different chair than everybody else. But the pillow that you sit on, the buttons wouldn't connect to the chair, so that pillow's always sliding out, and it just doesn't fit in there. And you, sometimes you're just sitting on hard plastic. I've only been doing this, what, three, four? This is our fourth week? Are we finishing our third, fourth week? Uh, I think fourth. Fourth week? Yeah. It's always irritated me. And I'm always moving that pad and that around and trying to get it in the right spot. <laughs> Today, I was like, enough of this. Why? We got six chairs in here. That chair over there is never used. So I took that pad off of it and came in and snapped it in on this on the big director's chair over here. You may be the only one that's been bothered by it, and that's why it hadn't changed. Uh, people have been bothered by it. they got to be bothered by it. It's got to irritate them. I mean, I've only been doing it for four weeks, and it was driving me up the wall. <laughs> but, Joe, there were two of the buttons that were stuck in the button from the old pad, and so that you, that's why you couldn't snap them in there, because the buttons were still, they'd ripped off the pad, and they were in there. So Every got, now and then, these chairs need to be redone. They, and replaced? It, yeah, well, not replaced, but... There's a way that you can actually fix the chair, yeah. and we've had that done before. Well, I went into Gary's office, got a little bit tiny screwdriver, popped those old buttons out, and got this pad in there. All the buttons are in. It's like a brand new chair here, man. I'm so excited. I hope somebody else that sits here appreciates the effort that I went through. Starting to become the handyman around here. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to take matters into their own hand, literally, in my own hands, and did it. Let's go. Bring in Brian Edwards, Vegas Insight. No, it is Mark the Magician time. I, I teased Brian, didn't I? <laughs> yes. I did. I forgot. He's at the top of the hour. Sorry. Brian Edwards at the top of the hour, VegasInsider.com. Also coming up on the show, we got uh, Coach Brian Ross, a couple Brian's today. Brian Ross, Central Tigers won last night. They're moving on to the semifinals of the 6A bracket. Dramatic overtime win. Crazy game. We'll get him on here. We also have Bill Ingram. He was up in Searcy. Maumel goes into overtime and loses a, just a heartbreaker. They came all the way back, fought back, and uh, but bitten. Number one team in 5A. Holds on and gets that win. So we'll get his thoughts on the tournament. But right now we're going to talk a little bit about Oakline. Mark, hold on just a second. Let me, I got to do this right. I'm all just behind and messed up. and We'll get it going. It's time for Mark the Magician, Out of Bounds Horse Racing Handicapper. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. So won't you please take me home? <laughs> take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. He's milling it. All right, Mark, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Who's in control up there? It sounds Not, like uh, the buzz 15 years ago when everything was just out of control. Me, and it was me. So much fun and, <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm distracted, Mark, and here's why. Because Joe and I were just talking about Arkansas-Kentucky line, when it came out, was 14 and a half. Kentucky's favored by 14 uh-huh. and a half. And I was like, wow, that seemed like a lot. It surprised me a little bit. And I looked at my app, and all of a sudden, bam, it goes up. It went up to 15 and a half. I'm like, oh, my goodness, the line just came out. Look at all the money coming in on Kentucky. It's 15 and a half. And I was telling Joe, and we took the break. I pulled up my app again. I looked at it. It is now down to 13 and a half. That line is jumping all over the place, money coming in left and right on Arkansas and Kentucky. So that's that's got me off my game. Mark put some money on Arkansas. Arkansas. That's what happened. He put a ton of money on Arkansas for it a to go down two points. <laughs> I took some of that Trojan money from last night. How about some Trojans? They're whooping them by 25. And one more game, what, tomorrow? And they'll be 13 and 4 if they win tomorrow in the conference? Yeah, man. Yeah. They're playing so well. I'm so happy for Coach Walker and that team. They are peaking at the right time. Eight wins in a row. They, Like you said, if they win Saturday, they're co-champs at the worst, and they'll have the number one seed in the conference tournament. Man, at least we'll have some kind of Arkansas team to watch in there. That'll be fun to see Walker in there. Maybe they'll bring Darrell back next year. Who knows? Is he already gone, or do we not know that yet? Oh, I don't know. I think he's, he's not going fine. anywhere. Yeah. Oh, no. He just hadn't been re-signed yet. They hadn't re- renewed his contract, from what I heard, anyway. So, well, I know yeah, they're looking for a new AD, and that may be the job of the new AD, is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. Right now, we got 
horse racing all weekend here. The infield will be open again Saturday and Sunday. Going to be in the 70s, up to almost 80 degrees coming this Sunday. Great racing all weekend. Hopefully by the week, end of the weekend I'll have me another horse and we'll have something to talk about. Right now, you know, next week we're going to start racing on Thursday for, for the next five weeks. I'll get the pleasure of talking to you guys twice a week on Thursday and Friday all the way up until the first week of April when they have the Eclipse, which there will be racing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that weekend. So if you ain't got nowhere to stay yet, you might be out of luck, hmm. but start looking because you want to be here that weekend. you got the Eclipse, four days of horse racing, and it's just going to be chaos. I mean, they say everything's going to be gridlocked. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I don't think everything's going to shut down, but there will be a lot of people in Hot Springs for the Eclipse a month from now. Great racing today. We've already hit the early double. Paid thirty-five sixty. My second choice won the first race and the second race. So a good start to our pick five and pick fours and pick threes. I had a lot of people come by on Saturday and Sunday that hadn't been out this year, but I feel like I'm doing something right because many of them were talking about the pick threes, pick fours, and pick fives. Maybe it's finally sinking in. We had a twenty to one and a ten to one back to back. Little fifty cent pick three pay five hundred dollars and change. That was on the early races. I believe races two, three, and four on Rebel Stakes Day. So a lot of people had a lot of money in their pocket. When you get a big chunk of money in your pocket early in the game like that, you're not afraid to play later on. And especially that going out the door race last Friday, boom, we narrowed it down to those two horses, twelve and five. And I mean, it was a forty something dollar exacta. It's just been a great, great week here at the track, and we're going to have a great weekend. Let's go to race number four. I really like number nine, way on the outside for Asmussen, Molly of Stratford. Number nine, Molly of Stratford in race four today. That will start another pick three in races four, five, six. But if you're looking for an exact and trifecta in race four, nine, one, five, and nine, one, seven. Wes, I'll let you speak for a minute. Go ahead. All right, that nine Molly of Stratford right now at two, uh, five to two odds. So a little meat on the bone right now. Do you expect it to go off that way, or do you think it'll be bet down? I think it'll be bet down. The horse on the rail differently. Uh, what's the morning? What's the odds on the one? Three to one in that race. Three to one. I think that one's going to hit pretty get hit pretty hard. And it's pretty much those two horses. Pleasingly, I heard a lot of talk about that. That's the five horse and. I don't really see anybody outside the nine, one, and five if you're playing exactas in that race. You're playing the try, you definitely want to throw the seven in there. But on your rolling pick threes, nine, one, and five. And I even singled the nine on a couple of my pick three tickets in race number four today. Let's move on down to race number six. The nine horse, Red and Wild for Broberg, is scratched in that race. So that leaves me one horse I'm just going to pound when in place real strong. That's number four, must be love for Robertino Diodoro. Christian Torres, our leading jockey here. He won with Timberlake and the Rebel the other day. You know, I talked about the Rebel, and it just wasn't a real exciting race. The horse was a dominant favorite. I don't think he's going to do anything exciting in the actual Kentucky Derby and the uh, Arkansas Derby coming up in four weeks. There's going to be some big monsters coming for that because it's what one point two five million, or is it one point five million now? I can't I can't remember what it's at now, but. It's around $1.5 million. There's going to be some, hopefully, a Baffert horse coming here. I'd like to see Nisa. He's the number one horse in the country that can't earn points for the Derby, but he can still come in and get the money. So race number six, 4-2-1 and 4-2-10, but really strong on number four, must be love. If you can't make it out to the track, you can get all my plays online at markthemagician.com. And I do have some really cool jackets that I got for my stable, RPM stables and Mark the Magician, so... I had them for a few weeks, and I think I got about eight out of 36 that I started with. So if you want to get one of those, I've got them here, and uh, they're really sharp looking. i got to get you guys one of those also. Taking you out the door, winner, I'll do it when you're ready, unless you've got another question for me there, guys. Well, Mark, uh, race five, Smarty's Angel. Is there a connection to Smarty Jones? Let's see the breeding on that. That's race five. That's the number four horse in that race. I didn't look at the breeding real strong on that. That is... Sire is Smarty Jones, yep. Sure is Smarty Jones is the sire of that one. That's a six-year-old bear. It's won one race out of ten starts, so really hasn't done much. And ten starts only won $28,000. It is an Arkansas bred, so it's a Smarty Jones Arkansas bred, bred in Arkansas. 
That is my top choice in that race, and that horse is 5-1 to one and gets the leading jockey, Christian Torres, going six furlongs in the mud last time. I just don't think he liked the mud much last time. On a fast track, this horse should do a whole lot better. The horse to look out for outside of that one is the number nine, Courageous Cappen, the number nine horse at 10-1. to one. That's my long shot in the race there. Ran six last time for 12-5, the same kind of horses. That horse should improve big time also. So that would narrow those down to those two. The big favorite in the race is going to be the 10 horse, Samora, number 10. That horse ought to go off about 9 to 5 most likely and going to try to beat the favorite in that race for Bejarano and Moquette. Can you explain, I saw a graphic and it, had, it was talking about jockeys in the Doherty digit. What is that? How do you? How are they grading these jockeys? What? Where'd you see this at, Wes? It was on Twitter. It was a uh, graphic posted, and it was basically Keith Asmussen with uh, 25 wins, had the best Doherty digit at 94. Does that make sense to you? You'll have to, to send that to me. Okay. I, I've never even seen the Doherty digit. I've yep. never seen that. I've never even heard of it. Who does that? Just one little guy on Twitter that's doing it? Or? No, it was uh, Oakland put it out. It's from, or it says Oakland Racing and Gaming. I'll look it. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll hit that, you up on can, Twitter. Speak on that one. I actually know something about it. That's not a technique that I use at all. But technique I like to do is taking out the door winner, and I think we can do it again today. We did it on Sunday too. If you're here Sunday, what a great day going out the door with heroic move, exacta, trifecta, superfecta, late double, late pick three, and one of my good friends threw in Rocco Bowen. I don't know if you've been watching this, but Rocco yep. has been bringing in bombs: fifty-three to one, sixty-one to one, twenty-five to one, fifteen to one all in a matter of 10 days. But guess what? Rocco and Nancy are out of the country right now. They've gone over to, uh, not Jamaica, but the, the track, I can't remember exactly the name of the track, but they go every year, and Rocco Bowen goes down there and pretty much dominates the track that he's running at. But they're not here this weekend, so watch out for Rocco's horses. But a buddy of mine threw in Rocco in the pick five, just added it to the little $80 pick five, and it paid $35,000 on a dollar just adding that one horse. Wow. So if you've ever got a feeling about something and it's only going to cost you 10 or 12 more dollars, throw in your horse because you'll, you could regret it. could be a $35,000 mistake if you don't. So that was a big, big pick five, and congratulations to him for doing that. we got some people listening in Arizona today. I got a text and an email from them, so... I told him I'd give him a shout-out listening online to the Buzz in Arizona, so I think that's pretty cool. Taking me out the door, a winner in race 10. I love the two-horse here. Michael Hoy of Little Rock West, you know Michael. Oh, yeah. He's got the two-horse. He's dropping this horse way down. They're going to get rid of it. It's running for $12,500, so should get claimed, should win. The only horse that I believe could beat this one is the number four, Theodoro's horse. She's mo fancy. She's mo fancy. A big two four box here, and if you're playing your exactas and tries, and you want to box three horses, two four six, two four ten, taking you out the door. A big winner today in the nightcap, and getting ready for a huge weekend here at the track. Just remember the she's. She's a small town girl, and she's mo fancy. <laughs> That's right. Keep the girls together, and the ocean bird right there on the outside, the six horse. So going to be a great weekend let's cast some tickets and i look forward to talking to you guys next thursday right here on out of bounds that's cool thanks a lot mark appreciate it have a great weekend you too thanks coming up next we'll just open up the phone line sorry 661-1037 we'll get back into the question of the day what college football rule would you like to see change maybe mimic the nfl two feet down on a catch inbounds how about have to be touched when you're down you can slip, fall, get back up, and keep running in the NFL, not in college. I'd like to see that rule change. Or the pass interference rule. Would you like to see that change? NFL, it's a spot foul. College, 15 yards. And then our other – did we paste, go ahead and post the other question? Arkansas, Kentucky? No. Now we're just talking about it? Yeah. <laughs> Down to 13 and a half. That's crazy. It keeps, it keeps, it keeps moving. Moving, yeah. Dramatically. Uh, Drastically. Remind me about Brian, and I'll ask Brian if he reads anything in that for it to go from thirteen or fourteen and a half to fifteen and a half, then all the way down to thirteen and a half. Your call's next. 
Tune in every Monday night at 7 during basketball season for the Eric Musselman Show. Coach will break down gameplay and strategy. Brought to you by Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealership. The all-new Genesis of Conway, now open at 1075 Collier Drive. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Everybody thinks about Brewskies for watching sports or having a great night out. But what about Brewskies for lunch? Both locations open at 11 a.m. seven days a week with all your pub grub favorites, friendly service, kitchen all-stars are ready to serve you. Or, if you're not in a hurry, have a couple cold ones. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. too. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night now with two locations, downtown Little Rock and the brand new location in Lakewood Village, North Little Rock. Progressive presents 10 things on a contractor's to-do list that are harder than getting a commercial auto insurance quote. Bidding a new client, giving an accurate estimate, finding affordable materials, getting a client to pay you for work you already did, getting a client to pay you, period, securing permits and workers and tools, getting those workers and tools to work together, and finding the perfect pair of overalls. Pockets, baby. But the easiest thing on a small business owner's to-do list? Seeing if you can save on commercial auto insurance. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage subject to policy terms and conditions. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. My life coach has a terrible life. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. I use memes as a coping mechanism. At Mattress Firm, we know the right mattress matters. While supplies last, save up to 50% on select Temper Adapt floor models. All with free and fast delivery. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. Sumo 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 is Arkansas's first ever exhibition of sumo wrestling featuring the world's largest sumo, Hiroki, who stands 6'4", 580 pounds. Featured in the movie John Wick 4, he will go belly to belly against a 6'4", 500 pound Raimi and Mindy, who is 5'10", and weighs 330 pounds. In addition, they will wrestle celebrities Roger Scott, Heather Baker, and Don Gooch. All the action will be in Hot Springs at the Bank OZK Arena on March 3rd at 6 p.m. Tickets can be purchased at www.hotsprings.org slash event. Our care clinics are your hometown source for primary medical care. Our doctors, nurses, and counselors can help patients of all ages with anything from common colds and immunizations to depression, anxiety, and chronic diseases. Our network includes both mail order and local pharmacies to fulfill your prescriptions. If you don't have insurance, it's okay. We can help with that too. And no one is turned away. With more than 65 locations in Arkansas, there's a good chance we're in your hometown. Look us up at ourcare.net. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. Minimum purchase required. Interest accrues from date of purchase but is waived if paid within promotional period. Go to windowappointmentnow.com for full offer details. Attention all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? Fog between the glass? Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from renewal by Anderson. And right now you could buy one window or door and get one 40% off. Just text CONSULT to 200-300 for your free consultation on top quality affordable windows or patio doors for $0 down, zero payments, and zero interest for a year. That's right. You don't pay a dime for an entire year. Plus, buy one window or door and get one 40% off. And right now, save an extra $200 off your entire purchase. Text CONSULT to 200-300 right now. Text CONSULT to 200-300. Don't wait. Text the word CONSULT to 200-300. Text CONSULT to 200-300. Hi, I'm Todd Yakovi, your new chief meteorologist on KRK4 News, and I'm excited to start working for you. So download the Arkansas Storm Team app, stay up to date, and trust that the Arkansas Storm Team is always ready. Stay weather aware with the Arkansas Storm Team on KRK4. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Back out of bounds. Glad you're with us on this Friday. Getting ready for a big weekend. Over in the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line. Chico in Pine Bluff says, I like the rule if the runner falls or slips, he should be able to get back up and run until he's tackled. Some fields are going to be wet and slippery. I agree, Chico. Here's one for Coach Ross. We'll save that for him when he comes on. Question about Saracen and baseball lines. I don't know. That's a question for Saracen. We'll get them on some point. Talk a little bit about baseball lines. I will say this. 
I made some nice little Coke money over the weekend betting Arkansas Razorback baseball in the under. And the starting pitching, you, you all know, was outstanding last weekend. I mean, when Hagen Smith is going, and then Brady Tiger, and then Mason Molina, and the line is up there, the over-unders around 12, 13 and a half. I hit, I hit all three rate. I'll hit, I, I bet the under all three games in Arlington and won all three. And I've already bet the t- today's under. It was, I think it was at twelve and a half run total runs. I'm like, look, Hagen Smith's one of the best pitchers in baseball. If he has a bad day, he gives up three or four runs. That still gives you eight runs to play with. And I know that I've, I've read a report about Murray State and the pitcher they're throwing today that scouts, Major League Baseball scouts, think he has the best stuff on their team, that he's the most draftable pitcher that they have. I think uh, Andrew Hutchinson put that out there. I had a, saw an article uh, that he wrote about Murray State. So I'm thinking, all right, two good pitchers, probably a lower-scoring game. I mean, 12-and-a-half runs is a lot. 7-5 to five and you still win? And I think 7-5 to five is a high-scoring, a very high-scoring game for today. I think today's one of those 5-2, to 5-1. to one. So anyway, that's just something I've noticed with Arkansas baseball with Bet Saracen and their uh, over-under totals. Right now, pitchers are ahead of the hitters early in the season. Maybe make some money betting the unders for a while until the bats catch up. A couple of comments here from Tim regarding question of the day. One that wasn't an option, but players getting thrown out for targeting. That's what he would like mm. to see changed. Said maybe a 30-yard penalty. That now that would be beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Like there's nothing more than a 15 yard no. penalty now, other than um, if it's a spot foul for pass interference on the pro level. But uh, he says 30 yard penalty for the first time, then maybe ejection after that. And he says also take Kentucky minus whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, I I love the I love his idea about the ejection. I think we can do personal foul for the first offense, and if it happens again in the game, then then he's ejected. There are too many times, and I will say, college football is doing a better job of going to the monitor, reviewing it, and making a decision. And several times here, I remember last season they overruled, and and the player was not ejected. But we've all seen cases where a player's been ejected, and you're like, for that, for real. I so I yeah I agree I don't like that that ejection understand why but I don't like it let's go to David he's in Hot Springs David welcome into Out of Bounds hey how you guys doing today that's fantastic all right I've got an observation and a question for you I think that I think that Musselman is trying to force his uh, system on this bunch of boys he's got. I think he needs to turn them loose. If you'll notice that when they start pressing and shooting the ball quicker at the end of the game, they do better. That's my opinion. And the and the question was, what is the uh, radio number for your sister station? One hundred six point seven. One hundred six point seven. Six six one. Oh, there's not a call-in number. There's not a phone number to call in. It's just, I thought oh. you were asking what where to find it on the dial. I, I am, and what was it? 106.7. Just like we're 103.7, they're 106.7. Okay, guys, I appreciate it. Bye. You, you bet. Thanks for the call. I think part of it, what you saw with the Vanderbilt game, they were, Vandy relaxed a little bit, and Arkansas made some plays, Hit and then they hit some threes finally. That was the big thing. Arkansas hitting some threes. They hadn't hit any threes. Now, all of a sudden, they got hot. They made half of their threes in the second half, many of those coming at the end of the game. So, I don't I don't know that it was a letting them go and letting them play freely. It was just they started making shots. I mean, they were one of 11 in the first half from the three-point line, and we've said this over and over. They were good looks. It wasn't like they were jacking up bad shots. They were working the ball against the zone, getting good looks, and just missing everything. Wide open shots. If they had hit half, not half, but 30%, if they had hit three of the 11, that's a difference of six points. It's a difference in the, you know that run. And all of a sudden, you still have the lead instead of Vanderbilt taking the lead. David wants some uh, adjustments and adapting to the personnel in general. That's what he's wanting to see. Wanting to see Coach Moss not just put the system on the players, 
But when you realize it's not going a certain way, now you adjust to the personnel that you have and what the players do best. Yeah, there was too much this time. It was it's too deep into the season for it now. Right, but he has changed a little bit with the his, the personnel he's playing. You remember, or maybe the personnel he's playing has figured out. I got to play a little defense to play on this team. Um, and part of it was with the injuries and the guys that were out when Devo was out, and then uh, you had Keon Minifield out. Minifield out. All of a sudden, there weren't as many guards, and you had to stick with the guards that you had in there. And all of a sudden, those guards started playing better because they were getting more minutes. And I think that there's a correlation there. Um, but I, I feel like he is also living with more of the defensive mistakes and lapses because he knows this team is just not <laughs> going to be a defensive team. And, you know, it's three previous very good teams. They hung their hat on the defensive side of the ball. They were good defensive teams. That's why they made deep runs in the NCAA tournament, and that's what he wanted out of this team. But it didn't work, and so for a while, those scores, we've seen it. Battle, battle on the bench. L. Ellis on the bench. Not getting minutes because they weren't playing defense, but the guys that he put in couldn't score. They may have played a little better defense, but they still weren't winning. <laughs> and so finally, I think he... I think he's like, all right, we're going to have to outscore some teams and put the scores out there and live with their defense. So he has adjusted in that sense then. I think more so. realistic about what the team is and what they're capable of. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I could be wrong, but I, I feel like you know, that's one of the reasons, you know, battle. I still see battle making mistakes on defense. He's trying. I'll give him that. LLs, he's trying, but, I mean, Vanderbilt's guard had a great game, and that's who he was guarding a lot. Now, they were talking uh, during the the uh, Tennessee Auburn game the other night about Monjon. They were like, "Man, I watched him play the other night, and I thought he was giving uh, Tennessee fits." And I was like, "Tennessee can do better than this." And the other guys like, "Yeah, I saw him against Auburn." And he, he and they're like, "You know what? He's just a good player." And I was like, "You know what? He is." And L had problems with him, and, he, and everybody's had problems with him. But it wasn't like he was getting to the lane, getting a layup, setting up a teammate, and then Musman yanking L Ellis out of the game for it. He lived with it because L. Ellis was also being productive on the offensive end, leading the team, scoring 19 points. So, I, yeah, I do think Musselman is kind of living with some of the mistakes that they're making on defense because they're being more productive on offense. And just don't have the players that are those lockdown defenders. And good offensive player. If you have that guy, that guy's going to be playing on the next level in the NBA. Yeah. More calls coming up next is Brian Edwards, Vegas Insider. We'll get his thoughts on some of the games this weekend. Stick around. It is Out of Bounds. Now you can watch all your favorite Buzz shows, streaming live on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. 1037 The Buzz, your multimedia fun and game station. It's the Central Arkansas Karting Complex, 49 Ricky Bobby Way in Bologna. Adult, cadet, and two-seater race carts that go up to 50 miles per hour. The track has 14 turns and nearly a mile long. It's time to go racing at the Central Arkansas Karting Complex.